0: is Southwest Companion Pass season where you can open a couple Chase Southwest cards and earn Companion Pass for all of 2024 and 2025. So two years worth of Companion Pass for just opening two cards. So easily one of the best deals out there for award travel through credit cards. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 52 of The Daily Churn. Today's episode is going to be a recap of all of the things that I churned in October. October was uh, another pretty busy month. They've all been pretty busy months lately, but I think things will die down a little bit over the holidays. But for October, there was pretty much a bit of everything. We have credit cards, banks brokerages, a bunch of freebies and discounts this time. But I I thought I'd kick this episode off with some general churning news because there was quite a few interesting developments. The one that I just discovered today is that the target red card churns are officially back. So they're not as good as they used to be. Back in the day, you could do like a double dip where you use the coupon in store and online and then a quadruple dip where you'd open the reloadable and the debit card. Sadly, those days are behind us because you used to be able to open one of these cards every 90 days, and earlier this year, that stopped working. However, based on recent data points on Doctor of Credit, it seems that the churn is still possible. What happened was they just moved it from 90 days to a 180-day timer from when you last opened your red card. So in my case, I had a red card that was opened in March of this year and had since been closed. And I hadn't been able to open another red card because the 90-day timer no longer applies. However, today, after seeing some of the data points on DOC, I went and applied for a new Target debit card and was instantly approved. And it's been just over 180 days since I last opened my card. So that timer does seem to check out. And now's a great time to open them because the bonus has increased to $50. So if you spend $50 at Target, you get $50 back. It's no longer a paper coupon. It's a coupon you load into your Red Card app. And so you can only use it once, but it's still a free $50 at Target basically every six months. There's also some data points of potentially the reloadable card that timer having been reset recently, sometime in August, because a lot of us had opened that reloadable card in January and were not able to open a second card. And, you know, I kept trying for a few months and then kind of stopped, but it seems that sometime in the summer, like around August, they reset that again. And a lot of people were able to open another reloadable card. So that's on my list to try as well. And then to do the same for P2 to get a couple more target discounts. Just keep in mind that the reloadable doesn't send you you a coupon. The way the reloadable works is you load up your reloadable card and then spend it at Target, and then you'll just get a discount for, I think, $40 or $50 right now during the promo. So, all in all, really great deal, really easy to do, and I think this new $50 bonus period goes until early December. So, plenty of time to close out your old red cards and try again for these new red cards. In other news, a little less positive, Wyndham and Vecasa have devalued the redemption rates a little bit. So 15,000 Wyndham points used to be able to get you a Vacasa rental where the nightly cost of each bedroom was $500 or under. So if the place had like four bedrooms and the nightly rate was $2,000 you'd be able to redeem 15,000 Wyndham points because each bedroom counts as less than 500 when you divide the 2,000 by four. So the devaluation changed that to $350 per bedroom inclusive of taxes. So quite a bit lower than the 500, but it's still just a really, really good deal for 15,000 Wyndham points. And you know, in case you missed it, which I wasn't aware until recently, Wyndham and Vicasa have a partnership where you can use Wyndham points for Vacasa, And that's by far the best value use of Wyndham points. So I'd actually just opened a Wyndham card specifically to redeem towards Vacasa rentals. And then they did this devaluation. But I mean, it is still a good deal. I mean, if you imagine renting like a... Becasa that has three bedrooms, and if each bedroom can only be $350 a night, you're still looking at $1,050 per night for that three-bedroom place for only 15,000 Wyndham points. It's pretty easy to find rentals for under $1,000 a night with three bedrooms. And so $15,000 is still a great value for that high of a nightly rate, especially considering how many points the Wyndham card can earn if you spend it in the right category. So we'll cover that a little bit more when we get to credit cards. On the topic of award travel, one thing that I've been really excited about is that Capital One is finally opening a lounge in Denver, and it is almost open. Like We are literally a week or two away from opening, and I know this because there's a Denver lounge Capital One Reddit thread that I've been refreshing daily, and it's been very active. Like People will post their photos every time they fly through Denver and give updates on how close or not the lounge is to opening, and there have been a lot of different dates thrown out, and it's been pushed back for a month or two now, but November 14th seems to be the latest date, and I'm hoping it's a little bit earlier because I have a flight through Denver coming up, and I've really wanted to check out this lounge because the Capital One lounges are shaping up to be the best. best lounges out of all of the various lounge products available in the U.S. Like they have just a full bar, baristas that can make custom coffee drinks. I think they've partnered with some fancy coffee brand to make really good coffee. They give you snack bags to go so you can take snacks onto the plane. The whole experience just seems like it's going to be way over the top in a good way. And for me, the best part really is just the fact that it's probably going to be pretty empty. Like you need a Venture X card to access this lounge. I literally opened a new Venture X business card just to go to this lounge. So fingers crossed it's open in time. But on the topic of lounges, I did recently go through Boston Airport and the Sapphire Lounge in there. I mean, my mind was blown like that Chase Sapphire Lounge was Probably better than most first class and business class lounges I've been in even in Asia. Like this was top tier. Like they had made to order food that you order through an app on your phone and they bring it to your table. You can even order drinks like beer and cocktails from your table and they have a waiter bring it to you. They have this full like real bar with pretty much any custom cocktail you can make. It was pretty insane. And for someone who mostly just goes to the Centurion lounges when they travel around in the US, it was a pretty eye-opening experience. And I'm like, I wish they would have more of these lounges around because that's the main downside is there aren't that many. But the ones that they do have, your priority pass will actually get you access. I think you get one free visit under your priority pass per calendar year for you and your guests. So that's how P2 and I got in because we're in between Sapphire cards at the moment. But I'm like, if they had more of these Sapphire lounges, I would probably permanently keep a Sapphire card in my wallet. So yeah, check it out if you get a chance. Definitely very cool. On a different note, on November 9th, which is I think a Thursday, Bank of America is doing their 2% extra cash back day. So if you have, for example, a Bank of America card that gives you like 1.5%, like the unlimited cash rewards, or you get 3% through the custom cash rewards card, on November 9th specifically, they're bumping that up an extra 2%. So your unlimited card now gets 3.5% and your custom cash now gets 5% back. And if you have platinum honors, that's even higher. I think with platinum honors, because you get that 75% cashback boost, it ends up being 4.62% on your unlimited cash and 7.25% cashback on your custom cash. So really high rates. It is capped though. So you can spend, I think up to $2,500 per card on that day, which essentially nets you an extra $50 bonus. So worth doing if you have one of those cards, even if you're just going to go buy some gift cards, because it's a great cashback rate. All right, getting back to the recap, starting with credit cards. The big news with credit cards is that Southwest has increased the signup offer on the personal cards. So now it's 75,000 points for $3,000 of spend on any of the Southwest personal cards. This is particularly useful because right now is Southwest companion pass season, where you can open a couple Chase Southwest cards and earn Companion Pass for all of 2024 and 2025. So two years worth of Companion Pass for just opening two cards. So easily one of the best deals out there for award travel through credit cards. If you're not familiar with that process, I did an episode on it. I think it's episode 10 on the Southwest Companion Pass and how to earn it through credit cards. There's also a really great Reddit FAQ thread that has a ton of up-to-date information and answers to a lot of questions that people usually have when it comes to qualifying and earning Companion Pass. The quick and dirty, though, is that there are a few different ways of hitting Companion Pass, which requires 135,000 miles. The easiest is probably gonna be opening one business card for 80,000 points and opening one of these new personal cards for 75,000 points. But you can also do different permutations where let's say you open two business cards, like you can open the performance card for 80,000 and the Premiere for 60,000. And unlike the personal cards, with business cards, you can earn bonuses on each of those cards. With the personal cards, it's kind of like the Chase Sapphires where you can only earn one bonus. So if you opened like one Sapphire and a Sapphire Reserve, you're not eligible for both bonuses. Same with the Southwest personal cards. There's three flavors of personal cards, but you can only get that 75,000 point bonus once on one of the cards. That's not the case with their business cards. However, as with all things, there is a workaround to that. If you did want to open two personal cards, there is a way to bypass that family rule. So the way to do it is the same as the Sapphire cards, which is the modified double dip. So it's kind of a lengthy process. I won't go into it here, but I will link to that MDD, modified double dip, Reddit thread where someone has laid out exactly how to approach that and also link to the Southwest Companion Pass FAQ thread on Reddit. But for us, for myself and P2, we usually just alternate every two years as to who gets the companion pass, because it's good for two years. So my P2 had it for the last two years, and now it's my turn. So we'll be opening a couple of these cards in November. I'm right now just waiting for the referral offers on the personal card to update to that 75,000 point bonus as well. The other big credit card development in October was that it became a lot easier to get the 170,000 point business platinum offer to show up, as well as the 150,000 point business gold Amex offer to show up. So before it used to take a lot of trial and error and opening incognito windows and VPNs and trying on different days and times. It was a whole thing, but in October it became really easy. Someone posted a link that pretty much at least 50% of the time would pull up the 170,000 point offer immediately. And by pulling up that offer, you could then navigate to the 150,000 point business gold offer. So a lot of people were able to take advantage of that because if you're able to pull up the offer and you're able to get through the application without a pop-up, it essentially functions as a no lifetime limit offer. So even if you have the card or have had the card recently, if you manage to make it through the application without Amex throwing you a pop-up saying, hey, you're not eligible for the bonus, as long as you don't get that pop-up you're golden, you're gonna get the bonus. So a lot of people were able to get it to work. Both myself and P2 were hit with pop-ups on both the Business Gold and the Business Platinum. So we weren't able to get it, but a lot of data points of people being able to get it. And it's a really great offer because these are really high offers. It's about as good as it gets. And especially for the Business Gold, Amex has recently changed some of the benefits and increased the annual fee. But the new annual fee doesn't go into effect until I think early next year. If you're able to sign up now and get approved, you're getting the increased benefits without paying the increased fee. And you're also joining under a heavily increased offer, like 150,000 Amex points for the business gold is really, really high. So if you haven't tried pulling up the offer and seeing if you get a pop-up, definitely worth doing it. I just tried earlier today, and I'm still seeing the 170,000-point offer when I click the link. Unfortunately, I'm still getting pop-ups, but hey, your mileage may vary, and I'll include links to that in the show notes. What I was able to open in October was a new Capital One Business Venture X card, And the reason I went with the business one was because both myself and P2 have had the regular Venture X card in the last 48 months. And Capital One, at least for the Venture X cards, is on a 48-month churn cycle. So not eligible for the Personal Venture X, but was eligible for the Business Venture X. The only thing with the Business Venture X is that the bonus of 150,000 Capital One points, which is worth $1,500 towards travel, so a really good deal, but it requires $30,000 worth of spend. So quite a high amount of spend. There's also a $395 annual fee, but you do get a $300 travel credit That you can use in the Capital One travel portal. So assuming you're able to use that, which isn't too hard, it's like basically a free card or a $95 annual fee card. So not too bad, but the $30,000 worth of spend, unless you have plans for how you're able to get that, can be challenging to meet in only three months. Luckily, you know, thanks to all of this deal alert stuff, I have more spend options these days than I have minimum spends to meet. Just between all the various bank funding options that I've sent out deal alerts for plus buying groups and various other little hacks it's not going to be an issue to hit 30K in three months. And that's great because we have a bunch of travel coming up that would be great to redeem the $1,500 worth of points towards, as well as you know getting access to those Capital One lounges is definitely a big consideration. And the other benefit of this card is that most Capital One business cards actually do report on your personal credit report. So unlike Chase and Amex, they do report it but not this Venture X card, not the Business Venture X card. That one does not get put on your personal credit report, which is also great for 524 reasons. So definitely a card worth considering if you can look past the high spend requirement. But, you know, if you need ideas for spend, definitely check out Deal Alerts. Another card I opened in October was the Wyndham business earners card. So it's a business card and the signup bonus was pretty meh. I mean, it was 45,000 points for $3,000 of spend. That's worth about three nights out of a Casa rental at 15,000 points per night. It's not bad, but you can do better. I think the offer has been as high as like 90,000 points before. The main reason I got it was because I wanted to churn more Wyndham points because I wanted to use it towards Vekasa rentals. And the reason why the Wyndham card is so good for that is because it earns 8x points on purchases at gas stations. So 8X is an absolutely insane multiplier. There's no other card, I think, that offers eight points per dollar on any category. But with Wyndham it's on gas. And so if you have a way to generate spend at gas stations or in gas categories, then it's a great card because you can essentially just stock up on Wyndham points that you can then later use for Vecasa rentals. Even with the devaluation, it's still a really good deal. The only downside with this card that I opened is that thanks to Barclay's top-notch approval process, they only gave me a $2,000 credit limit. So The most I can spend on this card in gas is $2,000 a month. And 2,000 times 8x is 16,000 points per month. So basically, I can generate one free Vekasa night every month. So not bad, but I wish I had a higher credit limit. And I guess I should just be happy that I was instantly approved for this card because there's also data points in the Discord of folks being really just thrown around the ringer by Barclays where they're like having to fax and call in multiple times. And it took like 30 or 60 days to even eventually get approved after multiple phone calls, so I guess I'm just happy that I got approved instantly, but just keep in mind, if you are going for this card, you may end up with a low credit limit, or you may get stuck in the Barclays underwriting approval process for a couple months. In terms of credit card bonuses that actually posted in October, my Bank of America Business Unlimited Cash Rewards card, that one finally posted it was $500 of cash back for spending $5,000. And yeah, it was a pretty easy bonus. I think this specific bonus is still around if you want to tackle it yourself. 500 for 5,000 is like a 10% return. Pretty okay for a credit card sign up bonus. And it's good sometimes to diversify your various credit cards. And especially if you want the benefits of it, which is the 1.5% cash back, which is as high as 2.62% cash back if you have platinum honors, It can be a pretty lucrative card if you're able to generate spend on it. And one correction I wanted to make from I think the previous recap episode was that I thought that getting platinum honors at Bank of America would give you that increased cashback bonus, that 75% increased cashback bonus for all of your cards, whether it's business or personal. Turns out I was very wrong about that. There's actually platinum honors for your personal accounts and separately platinum honors for your business accounts. So if you have business cards and you have platinum honors on the personal side, it's not gonna give you the bonus on the business cards. You have to earn it on the business side. And platinum honors is where you need to have $100,000 in deposits or stock in order to qualify. And so you need that on the business side as well, if you want your business cards to also have that increased cash back. So now I'm in the process of figuring out how to open a business investment account with Bank of America, because I don't really want to leave $100,000 of cash with Bank of America. I'd rather leave $100,000 of stock. So if anyone knows logistically how to make a business investment account at Bank of America work, or how that even works, or how do you transfer stocks into one of these accounts, I'd love any input or advice. So definitely let me know in the comments. But for now, yeah, not getting that increased 75% cashback bonus, but I did get the $500 signup bonus. Finally, on the credit card front, P2 had a Chase Inc preferred signup bonus that posted, which was 100,000 points, and that was for spending $8,000. So that's a pretty nice bonus. I think it ended up being more like 110,000 Chase points after hitting the spend as well. On top of that, some Chase Inc referrals also posted in October. I think I had a couple from friends that I referred and a couple from listeners of the show. So if that was you, Really appreciate it. And, you know, big thank you for using my referral link. So tallying up the Chase stuff, there was that 110,000 sign up bonus plus 160,000 from referrals for a total of 270,000 Chase points in October. And tallying everything up on the credit cards front, there was $500 from that Bank of America Business Unlimited plus that 270,000 Chase points. So pretty good month for credit cards. Moving on to banks, the Capital One 360 checking bonus for P2 posted in October, and that was the one where you had to do two direct deposits. And what actually ended up working was just regular Chase direct deposits. And that was able to trigger the $350 bonus. So easy $350 there. I've also been working on P2's Ally bonus, which unfortunately still hasn't posted. So I think I need a follow-up on that one because we ended up using Chase Business ACH to trigger that $1,500 direct deposit. And that was back in September and no bonus is posted. And I'm looking at the data points on DOC and people who initiated their transfers in like mid-October have already received the bonus. So I think something didn't work out for us there, which is weird because there are data points in the comments of Chase Business ACH working. And that seems to be the theme with this ally bonus is that the data points are pretty mixed. Like some things will work for people, like Wise, and just not work for others. Same thing is happening with the Chase Business ACH payments. Same thing with Charles Schwab sometimes. So My next plan is to just try Wise and try Schwab, and hopefully one of those two will work. So we'll see. Hopefully in the next month, I'll have a a positive update on this bonus. Finally, with banks, I received four upgrade referrals. Each of those were worth $50. And the offer basically is you refer someone, you get 50, and they get 150 if they dark deposit $1,000. So pretty easy bonus. And again, thank you everyone who used one of those referral links because that ended up being $200 in upgrade referrals in October. So, tallying everything up together for banks, it was the 350 from Capital One plus 200 from Upgrade for a total of 550 on banks. Next up, we have brokerages. So, brokerages really was a massive month in October and definitely kind of carried the team because with brokerages, my big Wells Fargo $2,500 bonus finally posted. And so that was the one where you deposited $250,000 in assets with Wells Fargo. And I think you kept it there for like three months and then you get a $2,500 bonus. So really big bonus. And so for us, we just moved stocks over from Fidelity. And now that the bonus is posted, we've moved the stocks right back to Fidelity because who wants to leave anything really with Wells Fargo? So got $2,500 from them in October. There was also a Robinhood bonus that I saw on DOC in October, which was that Robinhood is giving you 1% of your transfer amount as a bonus. So if you move, let's say $100,000 in stocks to Robinhood, they'll give you a 1% bonus, so $1,000. So the more you're able to move, the bigger the bonus, and that's a pretty good bonus. Like If you you know happen to have a million dollars, you're going to get $10,000. If you have $100 million, apparently Robinhood is going to give you a million dollars as a bonus. It's totally uncapped. So in that sense, it could be a massive bonus. And I'm kind of interested in it, but the downside is that it has a two-year holding period. So whatever funds you move in, if you don't want to forfeit the bonus, you got to leave those funds at Robinhood. And the issue with that is, Robinhood is not necessarily the best brokerage. I mean, they're pretty easy to use. But anecdotally, I've heard that their more advanced features are kind of lacking and they have cost basis transfer issues where they may lose your cost basis when you move stocks over. So that's part of my hesitation. Plus, we like to churn brokerage bonuses where we move our stocks to different brokerages to tackle various brokerage bonuses. And we usually move multiple brokerages in a year. So having to stick with one brokerage for two years, there's an opportunity cost to that. At the same time, it is a pretty nice bonus. Like if you're able to move $250,000 worth of stocks, that's a $2,500 brokerage bonus, which matches the Wells Fargo one that we just did. So kind of weighing the pros and cons, still thinking about it and should have an update for that in November. On the topic of Robinhood, they also have a IRA bonus, an IRA match bonus. So usually retirement accounts are excluded from bonuses. So it's nice to see one on a retirement account. And this bonus gets good if you have Robinhood Gold. If you're not familiar with that, it's a $5 monthly subscription to join Robinhood Gold and you get some benefits. One of which is with this bonus, they do a 3% match on your IRA. So 3% is not a whole ton and it doesn't apply to IRA transfers. So if you rolled over, let's say, your IRA from Fidelity, you wouldn't get this 3% match. It's only for new contributions and your new contributions are going to be capped at the annual limit. So with an IRA, I believe it's a $6,500 annual contribution limit for 2023. So at 3%, you basically get $195 of free money from Robinhood, who will contribute that into your IRA. But keep in mind that Robinhood Gold costs you $5 a month, which is $60 a year. So if you subtract that, you're getting basically a $135 bonus which is not bad. I mean, if you got to contribute into an IRA anyway, you may as well get an extra $135, right? But the downside is that you do have to hold that IRA at Robinhood for five years. It's a five-year holding period. So is that worth it? I think it's going to be up to you as to whether or not you want to be with Robinhood for that long, but it's nice. Most places aren't offering IRA bonuses. So something to think about. Another little brokerage bonus that we've been tackling is with Moomoo. I think last month or the month before, they were doing a $100 bonus for transferring $2,000 worth of stocks over. And the easy way to do that is with Fidelity. You can just spin up a new account, move $2,000 in and buy SGOV, which is the short-term government treasury bond, and transfer that new account over to Moomoo. And this sounds like a lot of work, but it really is very easy. It took literally two minutes to move that account over to Moomoo and get $100. And Moomoo credits that as a coupon, which you're not able to redeem yet until I think November 9th is when everyone gets to redeem them. So I'm waiting until November 9th, but both myself and P2 are seeing that coupon in our accounts. Additionally, when I log into Moomoo, I'm seeing a new transfer offer where now it's transferred $3,000 into Moomoo to get another $100 coupon. So planning on doing that again. And I believe that new promo goes until November 30th. So plenty of time to do that. If you're not familiar with Fidelity and how easy they make these ACATS transfers, definitely check out, I think it was a couple episodes ago, where I did a breakdown of exactly how you can use Fidelity to maximize some of your brokerage churns. Finally, on the brokerage front, Webull is also doing something similar to Moomoo. For existing users, you can transfer in $2,000 worth of stock to get $100 at Webull. So, I'm again in the process of opening another Fidelity account where I can move $2,000, by sGov, and then ACATS transfer to Webull and do that for both myself and P2. So super easy process, really easy brokerage bonuses, and hopefully they'll post in the next couple months. But tallying up brokerages, it was just that $2,500 from Wells Fargo. Moving on to freebies and discounts. So really busy month actually. There was a Verizon offer for existing subscribers where you could get Netflix premium for a year, which now I think goes for like $23 a month, but a year of Netflix premium plus a year of stars or AMC+, Plus for $75. So total $75. And that turned out really well for those of us that are doing the free iPhone deal because we're currently on Verizon waiting to port over to T-Mobile. So if you're currently on Verizon, it was kind of just a, a nice bonus deal that you could do. To get Netflix and stars for $75, versus Netflix itself would cost you $276 now a year. So, getting that for $75 means you basically save $200 on Netflix and also get stars for free if anyone uses stars for anything. So, yeah, ended up uh, getting a $200 discount on Netflix. There was also a $75 Uber voucher for joining Clear. So hat tip to Anon43 for the heads up on that over on Discord. But basically, if you signed up for Clear, which most of us have for free through our Amex Platinum cards, you get that $75 Uber credit. And luckily for me, I was on a Clear trial. Like when I signed up for Clear on my Platinum, they were just like, here's two months free. And then after two months, you'll start paying for it. So I was still on that two month trial, which meant I could cancel the trial and then sign up again and actually pay for it and get that $75 Uber voucher. So the timing really worked out there. Unfortunately, that deal is now dead. But what I did discover when I was canceling my Clear was that when you cancel Clear, they'll give you an offer to extend your clear membership for free for two extra months. So if you know you're going to be in between clear memberships or Amex Platinums, what you can do anyone really right now is log on to your clear and just click the cancel button and you'll get to a page where they're like, are you sure you want to cancel? Here's two extra free months. And you just say accept. And now your clear membership is pushed out by two extra months. So really no harm in doing it for anyone really. But yeah, got a 75. dollar uber voucher in october from clear for signing up there was also a pretty fun deal that randomly popped up while i was scrolling slick deals as I do, which was that QVC had a $30 coupon for new members. And I didn't even know QVC had a website. I thought they were just a a, a tele shopping thing, but they do. And they were doing this $30 off. And apparently QVC sells a lot of different things, including video games. And so the deal that got posted on Slick Deals was that you could get Super Mario Brothers, Wonder, the newest one, for $35 on QVC because the game usually costs like $60, but you use your $30 off coupon and you get it for half the price essentially. And the timing there could not have been better because earlier that week, we had just gone to Walmart and bought at full price Super Mario Bros. Wonder. So then we saw the deal and so just returned the other one to Walmart and got this QVC deal. And the thing with the QVC deal is that they actually sell other games as well. So the coupon is $30 off of $60 on anything. So you could get a variety of Nintendo games that are eligible for this. And if you're not quite at $60, you can actually just make a donation, let's say a dollar or two donation just to get to the $60 threshold so that you can use that $30 off coupon. So I I think that coupon is still available and I'll I'll post a link to the Slick Deals thread where you can see what some of the games people are buying are. But basically for us, we saved $30 by buying it through QVC instead of Walmart. I also redeemed $180 worth of Capital One shopping credit between mine and P2's account. Because with Capital One shopping, it's like this extension that you install. And once you install it and you refer someone and they install it, you get a $30 sign up bonus and they get a $30 sign up bonus. So both myself and P2, we each got a $30 signup bonus for referring each other. Plus I got $30 for referring P2. And on top of that, a few folks from the podcast joined using my referral as well. So in total, it was like two signup bonuses and four referrals, including one from P2 for a total of $180 in Capital One shopping credit. And I say credit because you can't just cash that into your bank account. You have to use it towards gift cards that you buy on their Capital One, like reward redemption portal. And luckily they do have an okay selection of gift cards. Like there's Lowe's, eBay, DoorDash, Albertsons, Hulu, like some pretty useful places. And for us, we just redeemed it all for Lowe's because Lowe's for us is basically as good as cash. Speaking of Lowe's, there was actually also some pretty good Lowe's offers during the Amex member week that they had in October. So with Lowe's, it was spend $200 and get $50 through the Amex offer. And that was an easy one to do because Lowe's sells gift cards. So we just bought $200 worth of Amazon gift cards and got $50 back from the Amex offer on our business, Platinum. There was also a $50 off of $100 on Dell, but we didn't need anything on Dell and we'd already used up our $200 of Amex Dell credits. But I know a lot of people were able to take advantage of that Dell offer too. Interestingly, like within a week after using that Lowe's offer, The same Amex Business Platinum now has another offer at Lowe's, which is $50 off when you spend $250. So you spend a little bit more, but you still get $50 back. And that one's good all the way through end of December, whereas the previous ones ended during Amex Member Week. So I have that offer currently added and probably just going to buy another $250 of Amazon gift cards to get another $50 back through Amex. And another offer that I just added that is probably worth checking to see if you have it too is $100 off of $250 of spend at Marriott. So if you have a Marriott trip coming up, uh, we're going to Hawaii next month, then it could be a pretty good one because what is that? Like a 40% discount at Marriott on $250 of spend. So basically a 40% discount on drinks or massage or breakfast. So yeah, really good deal, and hopefully we'll be redeeming those in November, but for October, it was just the $50 from spending $200 in Lowe's that posted. Speaking of Amazon gift cards, there was a pretty weird glitch that happened last week with Amazon where they discounted a bunch of different gift cards, including like Starbucks, And I think even just straight up Amazon gift cards were discounted too, where it was showing $50 to buy $100 of Amazon gift cards, so 50% off. And it got posted on Slick Deals. And as you can imagine, people went crazy on these because it's basically free money at 50% off. And I think someone on Discord had mentioned that they'd seen someone who'd ordered 50 of these Amazon gift cards. And as you can imagine, what ended up happening was Amazon was like, oops, this was a glitch. It shouldn't have happened and canceled everyone's orders. But what was funny is that these were physical gift cards. And so all of these gift cards had already shipped. So in my case, I only ordered the Starbucks ones because I I didn't see the Amazon one. Otherwise, I probably would have ordered a bunch of those as well. But I did order like two Starbucks gift cards and those were only discounted, I think like 20 or 30%. So I thought it was actually a pretty reasonable, discount, but those got canceled too. And I still received those gift cards in the mail, but they're just deactivated. I tried adding it on my Starbucks app and it did not work. Amazon canceled those, never activated them. But what they did do was for everyone, I think, who ordered one of these erroneous gift cards, they sent us all a $25 courtesy credit for the trouble. So got a free 25 bucks from Amazon for their mistake. I'm very curious as to how this era ended up happening. Like, was it just a bunch of interns messing around or... Yeah, very strange glitch, but got a free 25 bucks. I also got 60 bucks from Amazon for one of those 40% off Amazon with one Amex point offers. And that one was, yeah, a full 40% up to $60. So basically, if you spent $150, you get $60 back always a good deal because Amazon discounts are basically like free money. And that was refreshed right around Amazon big deal days. So the trend that you know I've been noticing is that whenever Amazon does one of their major events like Prime Day or big deal days, they will refresh these offers. So even if you've done them before, it's worth checking again to see if you're retargeted. And I was retargeted, so that was a free $60, which I was able to use during their big deal days. And big deals days were... It was fine. I mean, I think the deals were mostly useful if you were shipping a bunch of items to buying groups, which was what we ended up doing with the various iPads and Amazon products. There was also another TV deal during big deal days and both myself and P2 signed up. We were not invited. I think most people weren't, but one person on Discord, Yana, did get an invite. I don't think she actually needed or wanted the TV though, so didn't end up redeeming it, but it's at least proof that it does happen. You know, there is at least like a 1% chance that Amazon invites you to buy one of their discounted TVs for like a hundred bucks. Finally, with discounts and freebies, just a couple quick discounts that I did, which was that Starbucks was offering 50% off of handcrafted drinks on October 26th only. And so yeah, got a matcha iced tea for 50% off and saved a few bucks that way. And on October 31st, Halloween, Chipotle is doing $6 entrees, so you can get like a burrito or burrito bowl for only $6, whereas usually it costs like $13 or $14. And I'm recording this the day before Halloween, so I haven't redeemed that one yet, but I plan to, so I'm going to count it. So $3 from Starbucks in savings and $7 from Chipotle for a total of $10 in food discounts. Tallying up all of the freebies and discounts, there was that $200 from Verizon for Netflix, $75 in Uber vouchers from Clear, $30 from QVC for Mario, $180 in Capital One gift cards. $50 saved at Lowe's, $25 from the Amazon glitch, plus $60 from Amazon for using one Amex point, as well as $10 from Starbucks and Chipotle for a total of $630 in discounts and freebies. So really great month for discounts and freebies. Usually it's not in uh, the high hundreds. All right, so tallying everything up across all the categories, from credit cards, there was that $500 from Bank of America, plus 270,000 chase points, with banks, $550 from Capital One and Upgrade, brokerages, $2,500 from Wells Fargo, discounts and freebies, that's $630, for a total of $4,180 plus 270,000 chase points in October. Yeah, really, really massive month. I think a big part of that due to Wells Fargo, but still pretty good. I mean, my goal is usually $1,000 and this quadrupled that. I think October is probably going to be the last big month because churns tend to slow down a little bit over the holidays, not due to like lack of churns, but more just like I start slowing down during the holidays and take more time off. So yeah, really pleased with that and definitely kind of a just a nice way to transition towards the end of the year. All right, everyone, that's it for this episode. As always, you can find everything we discussed today in the Live Churn Tracker, which has all of my churns as I churn them along with notes and data points, and links. So if you haven't subscribed to that, definitely check it out. It's totally free to join and also gets you access to the newsletter where show notes are sent out, which also has all of the links. So you can find all of that good stuff at thedailychurnpodcast.com. But otherwise, I will catch you all next time for another episode. Thanks again for tuning in. See ya.